0: We all have preferences and blind spots, and that might be very true for you in this journey. Um, as you start experimenting with things, as you confront problems, most likely there will be specific interventions that you're naturally drawn to, and other possible interventions that might not even register on your radar screen because they're sort of in your blind spot area. And this is what I wanna examine in this video. And to do that, I wanna use a particular framework um, that comes from the American philosopher Ken Wilber. Um, He came up with this wonderful insight that anything that happens, any event that happens, any problem that you face, can be looked at from four different sides, four different angles. Uh, A first polarity is that you can look at it from the outside. So, you know, what is visible? What can you measure about that event or that problem? The other polarity is that you can also look at it from the inside. So, how do I feel about it? How does this feel from the inside? How, you know, what thoughts come up? How do I think about this? And that part you can't measure, you know, you can't see. You can only, see, you know, feel it from the inside. And another polarity is that you can look at the event, the problem, in isolation, or you can look at it um, in a broader context. Um, and so, basically, you can look at it individually or sort of collectively in the organization. And that ends up creating, um, you know, what Wilbur calls the four quadrants. So. Um, let's say I'm trying to do it, you know, now for uh, in your direction um, You know, I look at the exterior side, so the measurable side of one particular thing You know, if it's in an organization with a human being, well, you're most likely to talk about Sort of the behavior of that one person um, If you look still at that one person involved um, From an interior side, you know, we would be talking about the the mindsets and beliefs um, if you talk at the collective level um, of the interior, well, in you know, sort of the collective mindsets and beliefs, we you know, we generally call that culture. And if you look at the individual side, at uh, the collective side, but from an exterior perspective, you know, all the things, sort of the hard things, you know, that can be can be seen, that can be measured, that can be mandated. Well, those things we you know typically we refer to them as you know systems and processes and policies and all of these things. And so. What you know, Wilbur basically says, if you apply that to organizations, is that you can look at anything, any issue, any problem, any uh, possibility, any opportunity, um, uh, you know, from the lens of mindsets and behaviors, from the lens of um, so mindsets and beliefs, from the lens of behaviors, from the lens of culture, and you know, from the lens of system and, and practices and process. And this is really interesting. I think really, really fruitful train. Um, Because most of us have preferences. Most of us have a belief that one or two of those are truly important. And often we have blind spots, others of these that don't really register with us, that we don't really take seriously. Um, And and so there's real value in becoming aware of that and broadening the spectrum of what what we could do. Um, and one way, an easy way to, to look at that is, you know, there will be consultants out there, um, or coaches, who will be um, offering sometimes just one of these aspects, right? Um, some people will say, well, really, it's all about culture, you, you know, and you need to change your culture. Um, other people will go, and it's all from the measurable side, you know, we need to change your, whatever, incentive processes and, um, you know, meeting practices and, and all of these things. Um, And others will say no, 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 we need deep coaching. We need really people to understand this new paradigm They will just come in from one one particular angle When the truth is that You know all four are equally important You know every Thing that happens has these four components. And so these are all four possible entry doors to change things and And you see this playing out all the time like um, I I think in, um, in the book I get the example of let's Let's think that there's a um, uh, you know, CEO who has this belief, yeah, right? so we're talking about mindsets and beliefs, that really um, you know, the uh, you know, top performers um, are only motivated by money. You know, the money is the fundamental driver to get top performance. Well, if that's the belief, you know, he or she is gonna advocate for putting in place systems um, that you know, will push people to say, um, you know, let's give stock options or skip real bonuses and let's you know measure individual performance and the star performance need to get a lot of money What that will most likely do in terms of behaviors um, is that you know, you'll have people there who will be um, competing Right who will be playing elbows. There was likely going to be uh, You know quite a bit of, of politics, you know, that just comes from that particular decision um, And, see that's my bias, you might also say that, you know, so people will work really, really hard maybe. Um, And on the culture side, you know, you'll end up with a culture, you know, that values competition over over cooperation, Um, you know, might have quite a competitive culture. And all of these things are linked. Now, if a new CEO comes in with a different belief, you know, the other things will still be in place. Right? And so it might take some time for these things to, to change. Right, So all four exist and all four are equally important um, and so my question to you is You know, what is your preference? Can you already discern which one of those four? Um, might be a natural go-to area and Are there maybe one or two areas that are in your blind spot, that you somehow consciously-unconsciously uh, discard um, that you somehow believe are less important And I suggest you just pause this video And take as long as it takes to to think about it Um, so where are your preferences where are your blind spots so welcome back and i'm I'm curious if you've been able to identify um, some preferences and perhaps some blind spots and i suggest to just do one particular little exercise um, one particular situation that I've heard happens quite a bit in organizations that switch to self-management, right? So imagine you're on a journey with the organization. You've started up doing self-management uh, You know quite some teams are, are starting to work in that way and then one issue appears and That is that team members are too nice with one another You know they somehow you know They don't give each other the real feedback that is needed for self-management to work so some people are underperforming, some people are not pulling their weight some and yet you know people don't tackle those issues; they are just too nice with one another. So what would you do? So again, you can pause this video and think, you know, what is sort of the natural intervention that you're thinking about? What would you do in this case in your organization? So I assume you're back again and um, and so let's let's think about it i uh, of course, I have no idea what you came up with, but uh, could you place your intervention on that on that framework? Um, what I've noticed is almost everybody in this particular case rushes to um, the top quadrants um, so they say, hey basically we should train people in giving you know feedback you know we should maybe give them an NVC training or something um, and so those work on the top quadrants I mean, some Trainings are much more behavioral, you know, how do you get feedback? Other trainings go much more, you know, deeper about, you know, what might be some of my fears that hold me back from giving feedback, you know, but, you know, how do I feel about, you know, risking the relationship? And so those ones would be much more in the sort of, you know, mindsets and beliefs. Um, so maybe that was the intervention. You were like looking at top quadrants about training. Um, a whole different intervention might be, hey, we you know, we should, Really, role model this from the top to change a culture. So maybe it's you know it's it's me and my executive team, you know, and we should really um, set the example of you know how do you challenge people? How do you give real feedback, but in a really loving and constructive way? You know, that would be an intervention sort of more in the culture area. Um, there's other you know culture building things that you could could you could, you could do there. Um, I will give you a whole different answer, which is. Uh, sort of my preference um, is that I've challenged organizations who are in this too nice area to say, well, if people are too nice with one another. Um, could it be that they um, that they basically don't um, feel responsible for their results? That they still operate in a system where ultimately, if something goes wrong, somebody else from management, somebody up there, will come and fix it. So we. You know, we, we can be nice with one another because ultimately, you know, we don't feel responsible for the results. So I would look at sort of the, the system part and say, well, is there maybe some truth to that? You know, is there still somebody, you know, uh, sort of the former manager still hangs around or somebody above that people know will intervene? Um, or, you know, um, could you change the systems to go, you know, like to have teams you know, compare the results with one another um, so that you know, the pride of team members um, you know, gets triggered and so that if the team performs badly you know somebody in the team will speak up, somebody will give harsh feedback, you know because people start feeling responsible for the results. So my angle and so that's my default preference I, I, t- I tend to think in terms of um, Mindsets and behaviors because I'm interested in what happens in people and I'm interested in systems. So those would be my biases um, and Often sort of culture part um, You know, is, is a little bit my neglected child, you know, it's a little bit my blind spot um, Not that I think it's not important. I know it, it to be important, but I've I think there's probably from personal history I've seen so many organizations doing big culture change programs um, which top management didn't role model which were just like big exercises but didn't in the end change anything I mean it was just a a big gimmick and so I've I've sort of you know started developing a little bit of a dislike for culture change programs and and so for culture in general and so somehow that seems to be a little bit my my forgotten child but at least I know it and you know I um, I hope that I can look at all four and find the the right entry door yeah and so now these as to the last question, so what what happens if you find that you do have you know preferences and, and blind spots? Um, well one thing is to be aware of it. Um, another thing that I would encourage you to do is to uh, maybe talk about this with other leaders in the organizations, so um, you know other people who are really instrumental in this transformation that you're in and compare notes because most likely other people will have preferences in different spots and their blind spots in different spots and so then you know in my case I would need to find somebody you know who's who's really strongly a believer in culture and So that he or she can complement me uh, And so together then we can find the right intervention and do stuff that is all over the map um, Another thing that I would invite you to do is to look you know if you have uh, a coach or a facilitator or a group of consultants who's helping you in that journey that you're on. You know, do they have strong preferences? Do they have blind spots? Um, I wouldn't be surprised that they have. You know, most coaches or consultants have, they really come in from one side and neglect other sides. Um, it's very rare to find people who are sort of equally versed and equally interested in all four areas. And, and so I would have an open conversation with them and see, you know, could you complement them with somebody else who has you know, an, op- an opposite perspective? to make sure that they don't systematically push you, let's say to the deep coaching things, um, but forget on the skills for the behaviors, or to forget on the systems, or that they so much into systems, but don't look at all at the interior dimension, right? Um, I can give you one particular example, and I've discussed with this, you know, uh, with uh, Brian Robertson from Holacracy. Holacracy really has this very strong bias to look only at systems and structures. And, you know, even when they do trainings, they sort of, in my perspective, neglect the interior dimension. So you're a former manager. And that's, boy, it's really hard. You you lose that situational power. You've wrapped your identity around climbing the ladder. And suddenly you tell me this is not important. Well, I believe, you know, you not only need behavior training and, and systems. I think there's a real place for having these profound conversations. Um, and maybe it's changed, but um, at least in, in the beginning, you know that was, I believe, some of, sort of a blind spot for holocracy. You know that's just not something that you know when they're uh, working with organizations that they look at very much. And so I would really invite you to have that conversation with the the coaches or facilitators or consultants that work with you to see how could we look equally at all of these things um, so that we make just the you know the best interventions and that we just. Help the organization uh, to go through this transition you know, with as, as much ease and, and joy as we can um, and don't make things more difficult by having partial approaches. Perhaps you've noticed there is no paywall, no monthly membership to access this video series. That's because the videos live in the gift economy. This is how it works. I gift everything that goes into making the videos, my time, energy, and insights, and you get to choose what feels right to gift back. Please take a moment to reflect on what would feel good to give in return to help me continue doing this work. Thank you.